Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. If you want to grow a profitable online coaching business in a way that is simple and sustainable, then my 12-month program, Rich Coach Club, is just for you. In Rich Coach Club, we keep things simple and focused on low-lift and sustainable efforts that attract and convert your dream coaching clients. Rich Coach Club is for the coach who wants to make an impact working with dream coaching clients without hustling, burning out, or feeling stressed out. This is the only program that's focused on helping you get booked out in your private coaching so that you can truly master and refine a simple and sustainable business without working around the clock. I'm sharing all of the details you need to know about Rich Coach Club over at richcoachclub.com or at simplifywithmegan.com forward slash club, where you can watch the replay of the live masterclass I hosted teaching you how to make six figures from private coaching while working 15 hours or less. And you can learn everything you need to know about Rich Coach Club. The investment to join my 12-month program, Rich Coach Club, is $500 a month for five months or $2,500 pay in full. The doors to Rich Coach Club are only open twice a year. So if you're listening to this right now, the doors are open and they will be closing soon until the end of this year. I hope I get to work with you inside of Rich Coach Club. Go to richcoachclub.com in order to learn more. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast. In this episode, I'm sharing with you how I plan for my weeks and how you can too. Welcome to the Productive Life Podcast hosted by me, Megan Mins. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to be more productive in their business and their personal life. Because as a business owner, your business and personal life are connected and we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Each week, you'll learn about productivity, organization, personal development, self-care, business strategies, and more. And now, let's get started. One of the things that I go through in my intuitive execution program is how to develop certain routines that can really benefit your life and your business. And one of those routines is the weekly planning routine. I actually shared a little bit about this on Instagram stories recently, and I got quite a few follow-up questions and a lot of interest on what this is, how I do it, why I do it, all that good stuff. So I figured I'd bring it here to the podcast and share with you all about my weekly planning routine and how you can incorporate it in your business too. So first, let's talk about why we should plan our weeks, why we should have a weekly planning routine, and what it can bring to our life and business. Planning out your week and having a weekly planning routine before your week actually starts or right at the beginning can really help you gain clarity on what your priorities are. 
That way, as you make decisions throughout the week on not only where you're spending your time, but the actual decisions you're making too in your business, you can make sure they're in line with the priorities and the goals that you're working towards instead of kind of forgetting what we're even working towards right now, which can happen when you don't take the time to really check in on what your priorities are. The weekly planning routine also helps you get proactive instead of reactive because part of the planning routine, and I'll go into the entire routine, what's involved in just a minute, but part of the routine is you reviewing your week. And by going through this process, taking account for what's coming up for you this week, what you have to work on, what you're trying to accomplish, your personal life, and taking account of all those things, it gives us an opportunity to not only review and prepare, but make some decisions that we might need to make or some changes. So again, it's really allowing us to be proactive instead of reactive. This routine also helps you ensure that you're actually going to stay on track with your plans and get everything done that you need to. And you'll find out how in just a minute. This routine helps you feel calm and prepared and start your week feeling really, really good and on top of everything instead of feeling like chaotic and messy and disorganized. It's also a great opportunity to reflect on the past week, what went well, what didn't go well, what you would like to change for this week, how your money was, all that stuff. It allows us to really reflect and overall week to week start to improve and operate and run our lives and our businesses in a way that's more in line with what we would like to be doing and how we would like to be doing it. So that's a little bit of why a weekly planning session can be so valuable. So now let's get into what my weekly planning session looks like. There are quite a few different components in it, so I'm going to break down each of them. So there are six main parts of what I do during my weekly planning routine. So let me walk you through what those are. The first one is I take some time to review the last week. Now, I do have a weekly wrap-up routine, which I won't be talking about today, where I do a little bit more qualitative thinking on how the week went and some reflection. But at the beginning of the week, I like to do a financial review of the past week. So when I'm looking at the past week, Monday morning is when I do this. I am looking at how last week's expenses and income went. I'm actually like logging into my bank, looking at every transaction and making notes of any questions I have or any action steps I have. Maybe a transaction came through and I'm like, I don't, what was that? I don't remember what that was. I will create an action step for me throughout that week to go follow up on it, see what it was, get that answered take any steps from there that I need to. Or maybe I will check my PayPal and realize that I didn't transfer over any money to my bank account from PayPal. So I need to do that. So I'll do that. So it can be different every week. Um, I did actually recently start incorporating this piece into my weekly planning routine. It is a little newer. So I'm still figuring out exactly what it's going to look like if I like doing it first in the long run. But for right now, since it's a newer part of my planning routine, I am doing it first and reflecting on the past week. Now, I know some people who review their finances at the end of their week and their weekly wrap-up routine, and that is awesome. I have found for me that that just doesn't work. I have to do it at the beginning of the week in order for it to happen. Otherwise, towards the end of the week, it's a little easier for me to identify something else as more important, which is not good and not what we want to do. So I've listened to that and I've adjusted to just do the financial review first thing in my weekly planning session. So that's the first thing I do. Just look at the last week's finances and make any action steps from there. The second thing I do is review my 90 day outcomes, goals, and action plans. So I do have a Google doc. This is exactly what I teach my clients how to do in my goal setting workshop and in my group program, intuitive execution 
and my one-on-one clients, and we do it on intensives. Basically, this goal-setting process and methodology is a huge, huge foundational piece of my work and what I teach and help others achieve. So you better believe I have my own. So whether I'm opening up the Google Doc or maybe my project in Asana, depending on what we're doing, I take that time as the CEO to go and look check in. What is my outcome? Why am I doing this? How am I going to get there? What's the action plan? Where are we on that? Where am I on that? What changes do I want to make? What things need to be added? What things want to need to be removed? That's my CEO time where my team's not involved. And I am just like, as the CEO, checking in on all of that, refreshing myself and getting a pulse for where we're at. The third thing I do is related. I then look at my two-week action plan. So depending on where I'm at, I do um, work in two-week action plan chunks. So if it's the first week of a new two-week action plan, maybe I'm just reviewing progress from the past week and kind of preliminarily identifying what I want to do from the two-week action plan this week. If you're a solopreneur and you're following this methodology, you would at this time actually create your two-week action plan for the next two weeks. I do that with my team. So during this time, when it's just CEO time, I'm kind of preliminarily deciding what I think the priorities are for the next two weeks so that I can come into that conversation with answers and guidance and instructions for the team. If it's the second week of the two-week action plan, so I already have the plan, I'm executing it, I'm just checking on my progress. Like, how did I do last week? Where am I at? How many are left? Um, Am I going to get them all done? What questions do I have? What support do I need from my team? Again, this is just like a CEO time to check in on how I'm doing on the two-week action plan and identify what the priorities are for this week and what I need to do this week. Step four is to review my calendar. So I look at the week ahead on my calendar. I go into Google Calendar and I see what is happening personally and professionally. What interviews do I have? What meetings do I have? What personal appointments do I have? How does How is the week looking? And how is that going to affect my two-week action plan? So I kind of take it all into account during this time period. Step five is to then plan when I'm going to do all of my tasks. I do like to do this in Google Calendar. I actually plan out when the tasks are happening over the course of the week. So that way, when I'm looking at Asana, where my two-week action plan lives, and I just see all these due dates, I can actually go into my calendar and figure out how I'm going to accomplish those, where are they going to fit in to my schedule. And that way, I have a clear sense of me and my ability to get this work done over the week and what I need to do in order to make that happen. And part six is make adjustments because there might be an instance when you're doing this and you realize you have too many tasks for the availability you have that week. So the adjustment might need to be reprioritizing, rescheduling some tasks, or maybe you need to actually reschedule some things on your calendar, move an appointment around, consolidate things, cancel something, reschedule something, who knows? Or maybe you need to delegate. So maybe you actually need some support, you need some assistance, and you need to get your team involved or hire someone to help you. So this is usually how I wrap up this part of the weekly planning routine is what adjustments need to be made, what tweaks need to be made, what do I need to communicate to the team about any of that, what support do I need, and that is how I wrap up the weekly planning session. So ideally, I have left the weekly planning session with a clear understanding of what I'm going to do this week, when it's going to get done, what my priorities are, how finances were last week, how what do we need to do this week, and any action steps that I need to bring to my team. So that is the weekly planning routine that I do in a nutshell. Now, one of the things I always talk about with my clients and students is that all of these routines should change and evolve over time based on your needs. So this is just what mine looks like right now, mid-July 2019. It might evolve over time. Things might get added or removed or tweaked. But right now, this is really working well for me and my small team of three. 
So how can you start doing a weekly planning routine? I'm going to tell you. So the first thing you need to do is decide what you want to do during your planning routine. And not only what you want to do, how long you want to spend doing it. So whether it's the same six things I just listed or maybe less or more, go ahead and identify what things you want to do and how long you want to have time to do them for. For me right now, it's about 90 minutes. Again, I just added in the financial piece and it did take me a little longer since I'm still building out some of the spreadsheets I need. So I'm curious to see if the weekly planning routine stays at 90 minutes or if it ends up needing to be a consistent two-hour block on my calendar. So we'll see. But for me, roughly 90 minutes to two hours. Once you know how long your weekly planning routine needs to be, you need to pick a date and a time to do it consistently and put that on your calendar. So if you're using an ideal weekly schedule, which I teach in intuitive execution and absolutely recommend, and I'm pretty sure I have podcast episodes or YouTube videos about it. Um, If so, I'll link to them below. But if you have an ideal schedule, make sure you incorporate the weekly planning routine into this ideal schedule. You might want to do your weekly planning before Monday. Uh, I know a lot of my clients actually do it Sundays or Saturdays. That way it feels really spacious and they have plenty of time and they can take some time on their weekend instead of during their busy work week. So that's up to you. Monday morning works really well for me because my weekends, especially this summer, it's a lot of travel, which is really fun, but not a time where I can reliably sit down and do weekly planning. So for me, it's first thing Monday morning. So pick your date and time and put it on your calendar and make sure it's a recurring event that's blocked out as busy that no one can overschedule or make you move around. The third thing you need to do is prep any documents that you need. Do you need certain spreadsheets to review finances? Do you need a clear list of your action plans and goals? Whatever is in your weekly routine, your weekly planning routine, go ahead and identify if there's any documents that you need to prepare in advance of this planning routine. And the last piece of doing a weekly planning routine and incorporating this into your life and business is to actually do it. That's right. You got to do it. You have to make a commitment to yourself to show up and do this and not cancel it and not deprioritize it. And maybe you do something like me where you schedule it in a way where it won't get deprioritized. For me, Thursdays and Fridays were really inconsistent for me, especially right now. I don't want to work Fridays, so I don't want to do any kind of mandatory reviews or planning or anything. And Thursday afternoons are usually call days for me. So really wrapping up the week in this deeper sense of review to plan for the next week wasn't going to work for me. So Monday morning, I'm usually ready to go. I'm at my desk. I'm ready to work. It's the most consistent time I can be. But identify what your consistent time can be, commit to doing it, and hold a boundary around it to protect it. It also might be helpful to join some kind of group or incorporate some kind of accountability to your weekly planning routine. So maybe you can tell your friend about it and maybe you guys can actually jump on a call together and do it co-working where you're just both silently on Zoom together, working through your own weekly planning together just for accountability. Or maybe you make sure your team members know you're going to do it and you are committed to showing up to your team meetings with certain things decided from your weekly planning routine. Or maybe you need to join something like Intuitive Execution, my group program where I not only teach you how to do this, but there's built-in accountability and support on figuring out how to implement and execute this in your business and life. Or some other group, who knows? But maybe you need to incorporate some kind of accountability to help you commit to doing it and actually showing up and doing the work. 
So that is what a weekly planning routine is, how I do it, how you can do it too, and why it can benefit you. If you are excited about incorporating a weekly planning routine into your life and business, but maybe you just wanna like follow my exact process, go ahead and download my free weekly planning checklist beneath this video where you can go ahead and get a checklist for you of everything I do during the weekly planning process. And that way you can just print it out, mark the boxes off, check them off, as you go through your own weekly planning and start to develop this habit and process in your business and life. That link is beneath this podcast. So be sure to click the link to download that free weekly planning routine checklist right now. And if you do want to join Intuitive Execution, my group coaching program, go to intuitiveexecution.com to find out more. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.